Hey, check it out, guys. We got the band back together for another episode of Fixing Your Kanban. I am professional Kanban trainer Ryan Ripley. That's professional Kanban trainer Todd Miller. And there is the king of Kanban, Dan Vacante. Dan, what's up, buddy? Not much. Um, little hiatus there because, you know, um, Todd just didn't want to have me back on. After, no, after he didn't. He didn't. For about, for about Are two you months. two done feuding? Can we, can we no, bury it's a, it? It's, a, it's actually a true story. I don't want to be here right now. because. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> Actually, Dan, uh, we hope you're doing all right. And yeah. uh, we know you've had some stuff going on and we've been thinking about you and we hope you're doing okay. I appreciate it. You know, just really glad to be back and, you know, and uh, uh, talking to you, Ryan, talk, talking to you. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm sorry. I'm just going to talk this way. Okay. I'll just, yeah, <laughs> just, just stay, keep it up. We'll be we'll, okay. I'll look yeah. <laughs> it's the Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, nice. So, yeah. So, Dan, we've actually we've had a lot of requests to get this back up and going. So I'm glad you're here. We've had uh, a number of comments going, hey, guys, when's the next Fixing Your Kanban coming out? And it's like, oh, we've got we're at a little hiatus, but now we're back. And so, Dan, there's a something I want to ask about. So this is me being selfish on an episode. Um, we've talked a lot about, especially, and so forgive me, but the professional um, Scrum with Kanban course has this right sizing section. And even in our, our PSM2 and, and, and a lot of our Scrum courses, we're starting to talk about this idea of right sizing work, you know, for the given time that we're doing it within. Can you just kind of give an overview of what the what you think right sizing, how you what you think it should mean in, in the right context, and then how that practice really plays out? Uh, whether I mean it'd be good for a Kanban team, but even maybe hint at how a Scrum team could leverage that too would be awesome. Yeah, so I, I have one question in fifty parts, right? So yeah, well, so I mean, we, we take a shot at all. It's, it's open <laughs> enough that you can take it wherever you like. Could yeah, you also know. solve uh, world peace after this? Yes. <laughs> um, okay, uh, let, let, let's 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 start with a quick assumption. A, a lot of people when they come to Kanban and they're introduced to this idea of limiting work in progress. Um, a lot of people jump to the, you know, the, the very quick assumption that that immediately means that all the items that flow through your process have to be of the same size. Yeah. Um, and that's absolutely not true. That's one of the best. Maybe we could do a myths episode some, some other time. But that's one of the biggest myths in Kanban that all the items that flow, through, flow through your process um, have to be the same size. Number one, there's no way that you could ever do that. I don't even know what, what same size means. Um, but number two, even if you could do that, you wouldn't want to for several reasons. And we might have to break up those several reasons across several episodes, Ryan. You're, you're the DJ, so I'll, I'll let you decide that. Sure. Um, but, the, the, but the first thing I want to talk about is what we need to do is, is we need to design a system that gracefully handles variability of the items that are flowing through through, through the process. Um, now, what that, what that leads us to is this idea of um, even though not everything needs to be the same sized size, there is a point at which variability becomes too big. And we just need to know what is that point when variability is too big or potentially too small. Actually, it is possible to make things too small, although in our world that really doesn't, doesn't happen too much. Um, we need to know what that is. And that, that's really what right sizing is, is how do we size these items that are moving through our process to be not be too big and not be too small, kind of, kind of, kind of just right, but not necessarily the same size. Um, if I can give just one more metaphor, and then I want to turn it back over to, to you guys. Um, a good friend of mine, Frank Vega, loves to use, loves to use the analogy of, of a wood chipper. 
Um, and if anyone's seen the movie Fargo, then you know what a, a wood chipper is. Um, <laughs> yes. And the idea is- Just watch that recently. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get your hand caught in there. It's not, yeah. good. It's not good. And so the idea with a wood chipper is, you know, what happens if you, you know, if you take a log that's way too big for the wood chipper and, and try to shove it in there? Well, you know, that, that gets, gets stuck. Uh, well, likewise, um, what happens if you grab like a whole bunch of sawdust and kind of throw it in the, you know, in, in the wood chipper? That, that, that's equally as bad. But that doesn't mean that the wood chipper can just handle one size of log. It can handle a whole bunch. It's just we need to find out what that range is. So I don't know if that helps or not. I've rambled. No, it, it, that's, that's the great, that, that's a great intro kind of setup. So now my, my follow-up question would be, where would I look to see, because this is really the Goldilocks problem, right? Too big, too small, just right. What kind of indicators can I put into my system to show that, whoa, that was too small, we're getting too big? Like, what is which metrics would I look at? Which charts would I look at? Like, where's the indicator of that, Dan? Yeah. And you, you can tell why why Ryan is a professional combine training because he's asking all the right questions. No, we and <laughs> no, we did not rehearse this. Um, the so the 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 indicator, as far as I'm concerned, the indicator for whether something is too big, we'll talk about the too big side of of, of things. The indicator for that is something called a service level expectation. And I yep. think we've talked about SLEs before on a previous. If we have, we'll have to look that up because if we haven't talked about service level expectation or SLEs, we need to do an episode on those. Um, but you're, by looking at the historical cycle time of your process, yep. you will be able to calculate what's known as a service level expectation, which is that range of variability. Like, you know, 85% of our items finish in 11 days or less, right? That, that's kind of an SLE type statement. So what that means is that's kind of our variability, anywhere from one to 11 days with an 85% confidence. That's our acceptable level of, of, of variability. It's the SLE that gives us that target that, that right. you're talking about, Ryan, of what are the boundaries of that uh, of variability. Yeah, I love it. So if you have that SLE set up and you're starting to approach it, that could be a great indicator that, whoa, this thing might be a little too big or it's stuck or it's blocked or it's or we made a mistake and we did an expedite and it's city. There's all sorts of reasons. You got to figure out the context but it's a great indicator that perhaps something could be sliced or, or broken down or whatever terminology you want to use. So, you know, I'm thinking of this and for our, I think it's, it's obvious to me, but Dan, I just, from your experience, so right side, when are we having this conversation? That's, that's, and, and maybe this is, this is interesting where, where the scrum angle comes in because I, I'd love, I'd love to understand this from a scrum perspective. I obviously have my, my thoughts, but oh, um, I have my opinions. Yeah. Um, from a, from a, from a flow perspective, and I guess we could say from Kanban perspective, but really from a, a flow perspective, um, those conversations are generally happening, happening number one just in time, mm -hmm. which is right before we pull it over our point of, of started, whatever our started point of our process is, right before we pull that in, we have that kind of right-sizing conversation. Um, but this is where a lot of teams fall down is because they think, oh yeah, okay, we're about to start this thing. Yeah, this thing looks like it, you know, it's it'll fit into our process. Let's pull it in. Well, your job's not done then, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's yeah. just started, yeah. right? As, as it continues to flow through your process, as you were just talking about, Ryan, um, we, we need to continually monitor that thing because at any point we could discover, hey, this thing really actually, we thought it was right size, yeah. but it really isn't. We need to break it up. So, well, so, so just, just to, to cement this, right? So we pool or we're getting ready to pool and we say um, our service level expectations, 85% of the time we're completing it in X amount of days. Uh, 
is this is this within that boundary? Are we somewhere in that arena? That's the question that we're asking right during pool. And so this is this is kind of this pool when we're talking about pooling. I think the same could happen in, in Scrum, right? Absolutely. I, I think we also would question it during product backlog refinement. Refinement, yeah. And, and we're obviously going to question it against the SLE during sprint planning, right? Yep. And 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 I, so I think all those things apply. And I think it was really good for our viewers to maybe hear mechanically when. It's great to know the like the charts and all these things, and that it doesn't have to be same size. We're not saying it has to be right size. We use SLE as an indicator. But when do the conversations happen? I sometimes think are, are, are is an underrated topic. And if I uh, sorry, Ryan, I know you wanted to jump in, but if I can oh. just just piggyback just very quickly on what what Todd said because he actually said something important. Um, <laughs> that the the com the conversation around right sizing. Um, should be should be very very short, right? It should be very quick. I mean, it's essentially true or false, right? Yes or no. Yeah. This thing, you know, mm -hmm. do do we think it's right size? The team mm -hmm. together. Yes, we think it's right size. Yeah. Pull it in. Conversation's over because you don't drive out uncertainty by um, you don't drive out uncertainty by talking about the work. You drive out uncertainty uncertainty by actually doing the work. So Did you see Ryan? Well, that's Ryan there. So. <laughs> we have a special guest. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know what you think, but I think this so, show suddenly got better. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, yeah, now all the viewers switched off again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I and just I were just getting along for the first time, and here you come. And we're back to not yeah. getting along. Yeah. So, cool. I, what I was going to ask about, and I and I think I know the answer here. This is, I think, this is also. Um, you know, on the on the Scrum side, we talk a lot about XP being essential, like technical excellence. I, I'm I'm thinking here in a just-in-time SLE evaluating type of environment like Kanban, that makes XP even more important. Like we should be whittling down what were the minimal but sufficient through test-driven development and all of the great practices that came out of Kent Beck's work, so that we're 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 constantly we're hedging against hitting that SLE. Like we should always be whittling down to the minimal but sufficient. So that hopefully this is not a very common um, occur, like a, a big issue for teams, right? Yeah, but but unfortunately, the reality is the opposite, right? That this is the biggest issue. I mean, I think that the teams that struggle the most with flow struggle with this. I, yeah. I would say that the right sizing is the number one problem that I run into uh, with teams that struggle with flow. It's not limited, it's not limiting work in progress. It's not understanding pull. It's not that it's, it's actually just right, right, understanding the implications and the importance of batch size as relates to right sizing. Got it. Yeah, I think that's really helpful, Dan. I appreciate you walking through it. Um, it's a good, and then Todd, just really the mechanics, like when does this actually happen? Hopefully this helps people out there really understand. Because when I hear right size, my my initial you know thought years ago when we first talked about these things was, well, everything's got to be the exact same size and that's going to take forever. And that's a lot of overhead. And what I'm happy to hear, it's more like the wood chipper where, put in the bigger thing and the wood chipper just makes it smaller, right? It, it's, it's kind of, it's a really good, it's a aggressive and good metaphor. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think, I, I hope this helps the community out there. I'll tell you what, guys, I think we've covered this. I think we're in good shape. So what I'm going to do now is throw up the end screen and say, check out the socials, like, and subscribe, you know, leave your questions below. This is complex stuff, right? So let us know what's puzzling you about Kanban and flow metrics and SLEs and right sizing. We love your questions. We'll answer them in future episodes. Leave us a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Check out the other videos that have just popped up. We think they could be helpful to you. We hope they are. Um, for Dan Vicanti and Todd Miller, I'm Ryan Ripley. Go out, do some great Kanban work, and we'll see you next time.